0: Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans.
1: This show is for coaches, self-growth oriented folks active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hello. We are talking about a fun topic today. Fun? Not so fun? I don't know. We're calling it cocktail hour. I wish we had
0: cocktails right now.
1: I was going to say, what cocktail do you have? I have a uh, a virgin water yeah, and a uh, uh, virgin coffee.
0: Yeah, I have a virgin coffee. Okay, I just nice. chugged my water downstairs, but it did have some electrolytes in it. So a little okay. bit more spicy.
1: Okay. Cheers to that. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about alcohol today. It is almost patio season we're getting like glimpses of it and so mm-hmm. alcohol has been coming up more and more in client check-ins I mean it comes in like it feels like seasons do you feel like you talk about it with clients like very cyclical yeah it's usually like in the summer months when people are going on vacation and then at Christmas and things like that yeah it's so definitely some highs and lows but I think alcohol is a great topic to cover because it's not just about like the nutritional implications it's also about like how we're viewing it how it plays into our life like the how the what and the why of it mm-hmm. um because alcohol can be used and takes like place in our life for so many reasons like there's cultural things celebratory social situations stress stress yeah. So like there's a whole host of reasons why you may include or exclude it from your life. So we want to kind of dive into a few things in that regard. And because we're talking about this on our podcast and are always thinking about our clients, we're also going to talk about the implications for training and recovery, Uh as well as some just like health things, if you're in a diet phase, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And we'll preface this with, we love a cocktail.
1: We do we love, love some
0: good wine. Like, yes, we enjoy alcohol. What are you thinking about?
1: Do you have a fave cocktail?
0: Ah, uh, that's hard. I feel like it depends on my mood, but Negronis and old fashions are always like a go-to. Oh, yeah, I also yeah. love
1: a whiskey sour. Okay. You're naming like my top three, um, yeah. but also like I'm a mimosa girly and like a mimosa just like hits yes, Yes.
0: Especially brother. when it's sunny outside.
1: Yeah. But at the same time then I'm like, I love a good patio beer. So like, I, I don't discriminate.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yes, we love it. (laughs) We, we enjoy alcohol. Um, and like Nicholas said, there's so many ways that it can and may fit into our life. Um, and by no means do we want this podcast to be taken as like, do this, don't do that. We're just having an open conversation about some of the pros, some of the cons, some of the things to
1: consider
0: when Mm -hmm. it comes to your own alcohol intake.
1: Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it is your choice, but make it an informed decision.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we kind of start with like just some alcohol basics, talk a little bit about like how we might look at tracking it if we are following a macro plan, talk about then some impacts to recovery, our gains, health, dieting, and then talk about some just like takeaways, mindfulness, and considerations to kind of like review your own alcohol consumption. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, you have the dictionary definition of alcohol here. (laughs) That was you, not me.
1: I mean, I didn't take it from the dictionary. (laughs) So we did read a few studies just prior to this, just to refresh um, kind of where and how we're thinking about this. So alcohol is ethanol. Um, again, like we talked about, alcoholic beverages have historical, cultural, social significance, but it's essentially a poison, mm-hmm. especially like depending on the dose, right? So like in moderation, like 90% of things, moderation, it's Okay. But when we start to increase the dose, then we have to look at, like, how is it impacting us, especially if it is like a a poison. So ethanol is a carcinogenic and can make us feel like pretty shitty if we are ingesting it in high amounts. So aside from the risk of like acute toxicity, um, excessive alcohol intake can be associated with a wide range of negative health outcomes Because it does affect our organs, our tissues throughout the body, our hormones, and things like that. However, again, there are studies that suggest that it doesn't have that big of an impact depending on our usage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also,
0: important to consider that it has these direct impacts via the fact that it is a toxin to our body, but it also plays indirect impacts on the way that we're feeling and functioning by affecting other things such as our sleep, our mood our behaviors and decisions, et cetera. So there's kind of two points there that we need to consider when making these decisions for ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, when you lay it out like that, like a, alcohol does have like wide ranging effects. It's just for like, sure. we have to parse through like, what do we care about these yeah. effects? Sometimes yeah. we do, sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is essentially like non-nutritive in the sense that it doesn't have any micronutrients. It's not gonna provide us with any like, Vitamin B, for instance. Um, That said, it does have calories. So it's not like nutrient free in that sense because it does have a caloric value of seven calories per gram of alcohol. So it's considered, I mean, if we think of like the three macronutrients, carbs, proteins, and fats, alcohol would be kind of a fourth outlier. Mm -hmm. Again, we're probably not going to ever talk about it as a macronutrient because it doesn't provide really any benefits to the body but it does have calories. So, um, depending on the alcohol content of your drinks, the calories per drink is going to be different. So if you think of like a 5% alcohol beer versus like a 40% vodka drink, those are going to have different, um, calories to them.
0: Mm -hmm. And when we're tracking alcohol in our macros, that's where that seven calorie per gram um piece comes into effect and that's how we're going to determine how many calories to track um and where we want to allot those calories which your options are carbs and fats not protein for that Mm -hmm. sadly
1: (laughs) right so you can essentially you'll want to figure out how many calories are in the drink um and potentially like how many ounces the drink is or the percent alcohol Mm. Um, and then you will basically take the calories and divide them by four grams if you're um tracking it as carbs or nine grams if you're tracking it as fats or a combination Mm -hmm. um and there is a handy little app out there that can help you do all of this there's a fly (laughs) sorry i'm very distracted right now (laughs) nicola's just
0: swatting at shit.
1: it's just it's coming off this little like plant here Oh, little like uh lettuce anyways um who's saying so you can track it as fats or carbs there's um, an app there's an app for that yeah. there are also resources um, that our clients have access to and i mean fuck it if you want an alcohol tracking guide we can send you one
0: yeah just message us yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'll walk you through a little bit more about um the calories how to track it and things like that mm. so If you are using a tracking app, however, what we see a lot of the time is with these like crowdsourced apps, especially um, MyFitnessPal, I don't know what like chronometer really looks like, Um, you'll see a lot of food entries that will list like one or like 12 ounces of beer and it'll list the calories but won't actually Show any carbs or fats. Yeah. And you want to be really mindful of when you're looking at these food entries, because if you track that, it'll account for your calories, but it won't subtract from your daily carbs or fats. So you're going to end up overconsuming. Mm-hmm.
0: Another quick tip if you are using MyFitnessPal and you don't have the premium version, um, you can search. So say you want to track your alcohol as 30 grams of carbs and you can't use the quick add version to put in 30 grams of carbs, you can just search carb and there will be an entry. That's one gram of carbohydrate and four calories. And then you can just set that to 30 grams. Um,
1: so that's like a little workaround.
0: No, I have, I have premium. So I use quick ad.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. So I eat my fitness pal and I use my macros. But what I'll do is like make my own entries for different types of alcohol based mm-hmm. on like one serving. So I will have an entry that's like one ounce of vodka tracked as fats, one okay. ounce of vodka tracked as carbs, one or one ounce of beer, 5% tracked as fats, whatever. So I do encourage you to make your own um, that you know are reliable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, There's lots and- of
0: those in my fitness pals thing too, oh, but what? you need to double check and cross yeah. reference and make sure they're accurate.
1: Okay, great. At least yeah. it exists in there. Yeah. Um, and then kind of final note when it comes to tracking, recognize that you the alcohol or the macros or calories from alcohol itself will not include for the most part other mixes or syrups. So if you're having like an old fashioned, it's only accounting for the alcohol. You're uh-huh. not accounting for like the simple syrup or the sugar. Yeah. Almost like a mojito or whatever.
0: So yeah, lots of things to consider there.
1: And I think with, maybe we'll talk about this towards the end about like being mindful, but I think what I hear from clients a lot is like, but if I'm going to have drinks, it's like a very social thing. And once we're drinking, since we do get ine- inebriated, we're not going to want to be on our phones doing math. Mm-hmm. So like being proactive with the tracking and then setting limits for yourself can be super helpful. Yeah. Or recognizing like there are going to be some caloric and probably food and probably day after consequences if you're blowing past any kind of like set limits for yourself. Big time.
0: And just like anything, there will be a time and place for that. Um, but it is about aligning our expectations and our efforts. So if we are doing that and it is a frequent thing, like for some people it is in the summer, we really need to understand that like Without a doubt, that is going to have an effect on our progress if our goals are performance or body composition
1: related. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right. Like, I'm not going to track alcohol at your wedding. Right. <laughs> but will I track it if I go out for a casual drink on a Friday afternoon? Absolutely, I will.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a place.
1: Exactly. So, okay. Mm-hmm. With that stuff in mind, let's talk about like the actual kind of looking at some studies, looking at some research and impacts to, let's start with recovery. So there are a decent number of studies about impacts of alcohol on recovery, many that show no meaningful effect of like, pretty heavy alcohol consumption. So they're defining that as eight drinks for an 80 kilogram person. What is that? What is 80 kilograms? Uh, Like 190 pounds. Okay. So like, that's a lot. Um, However, studies do show alcohol, that alcohol impairs recovery um, a lot more in males potentially than in females. However, this is understudied um, and considered inconclusive at the moment. So essentially what they're saying is like, um, hold on, let me read this thing it's mostly like short-term recovery mm-hmm. where the alcohol intake has unfavorable favorable, favorable. <laughs> effects. So things like protein synthesis, which we know is required for the process of like rebuilding, repairing, growing muscle, um, but it also impacts sleep quality. So we're way more likely to have a shitty sleep after alcohol. That impacts a whole host of things, including a number of hormones, but alcohol on its own will impact hormones. Um, So consistently consuming high doses of alcohol is likely not the smartest choice for someone who is trying to optimize health, body composition, or performance. Mm -hmm. So essentially, again, takeaway here, moderation is okay, but if we're having high intake of alcohol quite often, we're going to see some negative side effects. Mm -hmm. Anything I to
0: add there? I was just going to say something else. And then I had a little brain fart. Um, but yeah, and this is all, I mean, this is all going to be not only dose dependent, but person dependent too. Right. Like mm-hmm. just because the research shows that like, okay, the, the impact on recovery is only at super high doses. Doesn't mean that you as an individual might not feel the impacts on recovery at a lower dose right? It's all, we need to take this. We need to take what the evidence says, and we need to build awareness around what, how we feel and really use that to guide our decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think this research is helpful. And if we are, if you are someone who does like, maybe feel a little bit of guilt around alcohol intake, this might be helpful in knowing that like, okay, a few drinks here and there in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to your recovery and your performance in the gym, probably isn't going to affect it too, too much. Um, But then again, dose dependent and completely individualized as well. So just some things to consider there.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like context is going to be dependent or important here too. Mm -hmm. Like what you're doing while you're drinking, if you haven't had a sip of water all day, you're probably going to have much poorer recovery after a night of drinking versus if you had Been properly hydrated as well. So, lots of like other things that are going to impact it. Yeah. Um, The last kind of thing here is just recognizing like, while it might not be the impacts like internally of alcohol itself, how you feel after drinking might then impact your decision making, how you approach a workout, that kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. if you're really hungover going into a workout, you're probably not going to have a great time and you're probably not going to perform your best. But you it might not totally be sabotaged in terms of your recovery prior like so if you worked out on Saturday morning and then drank Saturday night what we're reading here in this research is suggesting that the recovery from that earlier session is probably okay Mm -hmm. however your next session the next day if you choose to do so probably isn't going to be your best like I'm picturing doing burpees the day after drinking and being like oh dear god
0: yeah I also think it depends what it is because Brad and I had date night on Saturday and I did drink like I had a decent amount enough to like feel a little bit hungover in the morning mm-hmm. um and we went to the gym and we just did like a bodybuilding session with like upper body stuff mm. and, like my strength wasn't impacted at all and I felt okay but it in warm up, I like got on the ski erg for a minute and I was like mm-hmm. fucking dying after. So I think it really depends too what yeah. your training session entails. And that knowing that you can also like maybe change your workout schedule mm-hmm. um, or like the order of your workouts or whatever to help consider that if you are choosing to drink.
1: Right. And again, I would say that the caveat there is like, we're again suggesting like a once in a while thing. We're not suggesting make your weekly workout regime based on your drinking schedule. Yeah, exactly. Not, not at all. No, no, (laughs) no.
0: Okay. Let's move on to this next piece then, which is talking about gains and adaptation to exercise. So we just hit recovery. So now we're talking about the, the actual adaptation to exercise. So what does this
1: show there? So this suggests a little bit more. Well, okay. so the study I looked at um, does suggest there is like a meaningful impact. However, again, it it kind of depends. And with this study specifically, it was a little inconclusive here and there. The things that they were testing um, and the training groups that they assigned. Um, The way they did that was kind of weird. They let people choose if they were going to be in the drinking or not drinking category. And so you already are kind of like, you're not doing a double blind here. You're not enabling people to have, um, or the study, I should say, to have that control in the same way. So take this with a grain of salt. But I think, so this study specifically came out and a lot of like influencer people took it as like, hey, you can still like make a ton of gains, even if you drink. And they used it as like a blanket reason to support their, like drinking. Yeah. But it's only one study. Um, and it did suggest that again, heavy alcohol intake can result in unfavorable effects on a wide range of signaling pathways that control muscle growth and atrophy.
0: Mm-hmm. So a lot of that was related to leucine,
1: mm-hmm. right? Which is and, pop a... quiz for our listeners: What are you talking about? An important amino acid. Oh, especially <laughs> in the context of muscle protein synthesis. Yes,
0: absolutely important <laughs> for muscle protein synthesis, aka muscle growth. Um, and so, a lot of the research su- suggests that the alcohol intake impacts those pathways. And so that's where some um, impact may occur in terms of your ability to get stronger and make gains in the gym. If your body isn't able to utilize the leucine that you are intaking through your food and potentially supplementation and actually bring that into like the muscle protein synthesis equation, then you're not going to get the same results from your training.
1: Right. And again, here, like this study was kind of differentiating between like small, I should say like acute high doses of alcohol intake versus like some casual drinking. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm like hesitant to say, you know, this is solid um, evidence to suggest that you can have drinks every day and still make gains. Like if you are training, you will Build muscle, you will get strong. But I think, like, more about what are the gains you're leaving on the table when you're engaging in this habit? And I would just question, like, how does this make sense in the context of your goals? How important are those goals to you? And how important is, like, what are the trade offs there? Right.
0: Yeah. When you look at what you may potentially be gaining from ingesting alcohol versus what you could potentially be missing out on on the flip side of that equation, like, what you know, where, where does the scale tip? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for most of us, like, and maybe this is, uh, making an assumption, but for most of us, like those daily drinks, aren't supporting us in like a crazy positive way. You know, like there's probably some room for some adjustment there in order to better support the lifestyle that we're trying to live.
1: Mm-hmm. And by no means are we talking about like any substance use or misuse in mm-hmm. that sense. We're talking about like yes. very casual drinking, yeah, um, using it for cultural celebratory, again, that yeah. kind of stuff. Just want to make that differentiation. Yeah. um So I guess, like final takeaway there is like you can still make reasonable gains and see body composition change, performance improve if you are drinking. But again, at at what level does that, the drinking start hindering the potential? Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Okay. So next little piece, we just had a little health insert here. And I think this just ties into everything that we've said already. Um, just in that alcohol has been shown to induce numerous changes to hormone levels, um, especially the hormones, including cortisol, estrogen, HGH, luteinizing hormone, testosterone and melatonin, all of those can be impacted by alcohol intake. So understanding that and knowing that that can then have downward effects on our sleep, our um the health of our menstrual cycle. cycle. Yeah, I was like what am I trying to say? Our menstrual cycle, your fertility, all of these things, right?
1: Are you um, experiencing stress?
0: Yeah. So understanding those health implications. And again, weighing the pros and cons there uh, is going to be an important piece aside from the ways that it's affecting just our training adaptations.
1: Mm -hmm. And something we didn't really research here too much, um, but I'm sure you've all seen the like flip flop back and forth between studies that are like, scientists now find that one glass of wine a day is actually beneficial for your health. And then the next week, it's like, No, that's incorrect. There's so many of those like back and forth. And I think it's fair to say like it's inconclusive and there's not going to be any like, it's not a superfood. Like you're not going to get any massive improvements by drinking it. It's just something you're going to want to like live with your choices around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those headlines always make me laugh. And then if you like actually read the article further, it's usually like that headline was so fucking blown out of proportion. (laughs) anyways okay let's talk about when it comes to dieting um yeah and this time of year i feel like lots of people have body composition related goals or are in calorie deficits but then also we're like the sun is shining i want a patio beer
1: so so what uh-huh. it's a hard season yeah it's a hard season for sure to navigate that mm-hmm. um So let's talk about like, again, what are the implications of drinking so that you can help like make an informed decision for yourself? Mm -hmm. Um, So again, recognizing that diet or dieting, that alcohol is really the only kind of like food group. I don't know if you would agree that I would use the term empty calories. For sure.
0: They're not, it's not, and like empty just means like it has no nutritional value. It's not doing anything to support us, Mm -hmm. right? So yes, when, when you're on low macros already, and then now you're taking some of those and putting them towards alcohol, a, that's going to make your calorie deficit probably harder to adhere to. Um, But B, you're also missing out on the nutrition that's going to come from actually eating food and fats and carbs and proteins and micronutrients.
1: Yeah. So it can be a pretty slippery slope, especially when we look at like how we start to make decisions around food and like portion sizing and feeling with our hunger cues and things like that when we're drinking. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who's like had a few drinks and has been like, you know what I'm craving right now is just like a bowl of broccoli. You know, like I'll have a burger. Sure. I'll have fries on the side of that. And we're going to easily crush those things because we're just like more prone to choosing highly palatable foods. And we're way less attached to our goals in those moments. So it can be way harder to pull ourselves out and be like, no, 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 Nicola, you don't actually, that doesn't support your goals right now. In that moment, I'm like, fuck the goals. Like I'm having a great time.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something people don't take into account because we might say, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have two drinks. I've pre-tracked them in my macros. I'm not going to eat. I'm going to eat before I go things are going to be great. But then if you're, if your alcohol tolerance is low, or those two drinks have an effect on you from a mental standpoint, you might then be in that moment. And you might be like, this tastes good. I want another one or, oh, those wings that you're eating taste good or whatever. Right. And it's really hard to, once we're in that, like inhibitory state to like make an aligned decision. So even though we tried to plan for it and we tried to like, you know, it, it doesn't always go like that. So we need to be mindful of our decision-making skills and abilities when we are drinking alcohol. And I think most people will understand for themselves what that limit is, Mm -hmm. you know, is that one drink, is that two drinks, is that a certain type of alcohol even, right? Um, So building some awareness around that can be really, really helpful.
1: Right. And again, I'm thinking about like just what it means to be adherent and consistent in a diet phase and how important like maintaining your accuracy day to day is Mm -hmm. and thinking about like, okay, well, how do we include alcohol in again, what Sarah said are already lower macronutrients. So if I'm say having two drinks, what's that say 60 grams of carbs, if we're tracking it as carbs, that's like just over 25% of my daily carb intake. That is a fuck ton when you're in a diet to have a quarter of your macros for carbs be allocated to drinks that are not going to be satiating, that are not going to fill you up, and that are probably going to make you want to eat other things. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So something to really keep in mind. So those are more of like the mindset pieces and just like the calories. But another thing that we need to remember if we are working towards body composition goals is when we ingest alcohol, our body's resources all go to helping get rid of that toxin from our body, right? So we ingest this thing that our body doesn't like, our body's trying to get rid of it, and in doing so, it does not have the resources to do all of the other great things that we need it to do, especially in a fat loss phase. Mm
1: -hmm. So when we're consuming alcohol, our body is converting it to acetate in the liver. That acetate is a toxin to the body. And so, like Sarah said, while it is getting rid of the toxin, we stop metabolizing other macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbs, and gives that like immediate priority to getting rid of the acetate.
0: Mm -hmm. So in the context of our body composition goals, that means that, oh, I hate this word, but like fat burning is suppressed, right? We are no longer utilizing our resources to create energy for ourselves. All of our resources are going to getting rid of this toxin. Mm -hmm. So that's something to understand in the context of body composition, especially especially when we're deciding on frequency.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like all those things, maybe we're coming off a little harsh or like, the scaring you straight kind of thing. But remember too that alcohol intake will only cause fat gain when it means that your overall calories are in a surplus of your needs. Mm. If we're in a deficit, sure if we're drinking enough alcohol, we might end up being at maintenance and we're not going to lose the weight that we're wanting. But if we're just living life at maintenance and having a few drinks, we're only going to like gain fat if the alcohol or just our diet in general is leading us to be in a surplus. So, yeah.
0: Calorie balance equation still stands. Yeah. Still matters right? here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of like all the main points on those pieces. So, why don't we talk about um just some tips to like consider when you are deciding or choosing to drink? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll wrap up with some
1: takeaways. Yeah, and do you want to say more about your note on mindfulness? uh let's do that at the end yeah I think that's really important though yeah yeah okay so mitigating the damage done when you do drink first and foremost I think be aware of or potentially avoid any higher calorie mixers juice sodas syrups Mm -hmm. maybe choose a vodka soda instead of a pina colada if you are in a diet Mm -hmm. phase just putting that out there. Maybe. Also, high
0: sugar GMOs <laughs> are tend to be a lot worse. Um, so that's something to consider there too. Yeah,
1: um, so yeah. Be mindful yeah. of what you're mixing it yeah. with. <laughs> and also keep tracking that extra stuff as yes. well.
0: Yeah. Also, we want to keep water intake high while we're drinking all, as well. Um and I find that something that works well for a lot of my clients is alternating alcoholic beverage with a glass of water. Um, I think this one's really good cause it helps keep us hydrated, but often, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but often we just like want something to like sip on or like something in our hands, you know? So if you're alternating that water, then it's, you know, giving you a period of time where you're sipping on something that's not alcohol. So your overall intake goes down and you're hydrated.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just like time spent away from ingesting more alcohol sometimes can be enough time for you to recognize like you know what I'm done I'm yeah. satisfied with where I'm at right now yeah
0: um another one to consider is just maybe adjusting your intake during the day or before you're drinking um and this is by no means saying like go in starving because that's not good oh, and that can that. backfire
1: it will um, back but- it not it can it will it back- will yeah I assure you
0: <laughs> yeah. So being more mindful of your carbohydrate and fat intake during the day, maybe reducing that a little bit. I'm focusing on high protein, lots of volume, lots of veggies throughout the day so that you're still, you know, full and satiated, um, but you've quote unquote saved up some of those macros for your alcohol.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And I think then too, you're able to check the box on your protein and like your fiber intake for the day as well and still feel accomplished. Yeah. Cause just like I don't know who anyone who wants to go like drinking and then eat a bunch of broccoli. I yeah. don't know anyone other than Brandon who wants to come home and like crush a chicken breast. Right. <laughs> <a frozen steak. laughs> yeah, that's weird. Well, just because he'll eat anything anytime. Yeah. He's yeah. like, what in the fridge? Chicken? Nice.
0: Awesome. <laughs> um, that leads into this next point.
1: Oh, do you want me to do it? Say it? Yeah. <laughs> so removing temptation or being mindful of the proximity or availability of tempting highly palatable, higher calorie foods that you have in your house or in the environment in which you are participating in alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get home at midnight, after you have some drinks, if there's ice cream in the freezer, chips laying around, you're probably more likely to consume it. hmm
0: And with that too, I find that having a plan for the next day is really good. So having meal Mm -hmm. prep done for the next day, having, you know, pre-tracked what you're going to have for breakfast and stuff, because if we do have that like hangover um, or any like feelings of anxiety carrying into the next day, it's really easy to fall into the spiral of like, fuck it. Like I already fucked up. Let's just like write off this next day. So having a plan for, Maybe a light workout or some movement, you know, a walk outside and what you're going to eat the next day
1: can be huge. I'm pre prepping it because usually we don't feel like cooking in those situations. Again, I'm going to question your usually and say never. You will never feel like doing it. (laughs) No, absolutely not. I think we can use extremes and absolutes here.
0: Yeah. So those are some things to consider. Um, and with all that, just like a final piece here, um, is I think, and this is something I've really realized this year because I have been the most sober I've been for like a long time this Mm -hmm. year. I did two months of no alcohol at the beginning of the year. Um, and yeah, I've just been choosing not to drink in more situations than not lately, um partly because i'm in a diet phase but also just because i've been starting to like ask myself these questions of just like what role does alcohol play in your life and why are you choosing to consume alcohol you know are you consuming it because it's adding to the experience in some way because you truly enjoy what's happening when you are drinking or you truly enjoy the taste of it or are you just drinking because it's what people do? Mm -mm. Um, Because I think for a lot of us, our social situations are around drinking um, certain environments. So when I used to snowboard, like as soon as I got to the Hill, I'm like, I want a beer or patio (laughs) season. Like as soon as the summers, summers here and stuff like that, like we automatically associate that with alcohol intake but just really trying to think about, okay, like how is alcohol supporting the life I want to live or the person I want to be? Sometimes it absolutely is. And sometimes it adds to the experience. Like when I have a date night with Brad, I'm definitely going to have a cocktail because that's like part of that experience. But when it comes to things that are happening on a frequent basis or, you know, after work, happy hour, or you know, seeing your same group of friends that you see every weekend, like is alcohol necessary and beneficial in those situations? Mm -hmm. It might not be.
1: No, I think it, it may, and it may not be, but I think like when we're talking about that, I think there's a lot to be said for like the social pressures of drinking too Mm -hmm. and we've definitely had uh conversations with clients who have said like i feel like i get judged if i'm not drinking or i'm sick of like answering the question of like where's your drink why don't you have one so just like sarah mentioned like sometimes just having a glass of water in front of you can be enough make yourself a mocktail, if that's how you're feeling. Carry something with you so that no one's like thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee people aren't going to be like, what's in your drink? Is there alcohol in there? I mean, if you're feeling like you don't want to confront it, otherwise just like if you feel emboldened to tell your friends or your family, like I'm not drinking, that's that's amazing too. Mm -hmm.
0: There's so many great like non-alcoholic beers and cocktails that are pre-mixed right so you can you could what i do because i feel like that around my friends sometimes um but i think i'm realizing now it's more of a me thing Mm -hmm. after having some conversations with them like sometimes people will say things but like they don't actually care you know like they're just curious
1: right they'd rather have you here not drinking and not have you there at all yeah
0: and i i think there is situations where people are like truly judging um but remembering that like that says more about them than you um, which is like easier said than done. But mm-hmm. pouring a non-alcoholic beer into a beer glass, no one has
1: any fucking idea. Or like you just, I remember you just kept it in the beer bottle. I would never know.
0: Yeah. Some people are like, what are you drinking though? So if you do have like a
1: delicious beverage. Yeah. <laughs> would like to I, try. Maybe you should.
0: I had a client last summer who would um she had a beer can that she like always had and she just put water in the beer can. Oh, amazing. Just, like constantly refilled it. Love that. I was like, that's amazing. Right. So I mean, it's easy for us in our situations to say, like, well, your friends don't care. Just like talk to your friends, but we know that like that's not always an option. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not always received well. So there's often some workarounds there.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just like the point.
0: Just like reflect on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um
1: yeah. So yeah, in closing, I think like ultimately there are, I don't want to say pros. I feel like that's the wrong word because there aren't really like pros to drinking, but alcohol can serve different roles in your life and how you choose to include it or exclude it is really up to you. Um, so I think like just like how we talk about our relationship to food, our bodies, fitness, I think we can and for some people like should spend some time exploring what our relationship or getting curious about it, like what that relationship looks like with alcohol. How are you including it? How does it make you feel when you're having it? What are the repercussions for you, if any? Like does what happens as a result of your intake? How does that align with your goals, with your lifestyle and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, for clients, this is something let's, let's start talking about this if we haven't, because it is, like we said, patio season. This is generally the time where we see alcohol intake tick up, or more questions or conversations around it start to happen. So,
0: yeah. 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 Do you? I just had one more thought. Uh, oh, what? And this goes for just like social situations in general that are around food as well, but maybe suggest something that like is different and doesn't involve like sitting around eating food or drinking alcohol to do with your friends. Right. Cause I know with my friend group, like we We need something to do, and like that's often the thing. So if we like go for a hike or go for a bike ride or go to the golf course, mind you, drinking on the golf course is a thing. but <laughs> if there's another activity to do, that can be really helpful as well. So if you're finding that like your friend group is in that kind of just like routine of like doing the same thing where you're just like at someone's house drinking or at the bar drinking or whatever, maybe suggest some sort of different thing to do
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. anyways yeah so lots of things to think about things to play around with experiment with for yourself mm-hmm. and who knows you might find that you don't need alcohol as much as you think you do uh-huh.
0: okay well let's end with a fuck yes and fuck no
1: yeah I have you to had fuck a fuck
0: yes me. but so do i so we're okay. gonna share them both you go first
1: okay. Um, I had some really great moments with clients this week where they actually experienced like a setback or these are not my words. Sometimes it's their words like a failure that actually has led to a lot more success than they would have had if the setback or the failure hadn't happened at all. And that's really cool. I think it's easy to have those like downslides and spiral in them or feel like, fuck, I'm in a slump, but being able to recognize like what comes out of that is Mm -hmm. super, super helpful. So I'm very proud of them. And that's a fuck yes moment for me, for sure.
0: Big time. Was that what your Instagram post was about?
1: That was one of them, yeah. There were a few yesterday though.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, My fuck yes was when you get a new piece of clothing and you're obsessed with it and you wear it every single day
1: this (laughs) happens to you all the time i'm pretty sure we went like four episodes back you (laughs) wearing that striped zip up and you're like i'm gonna wear this every day for eternity
0: it's what i do i do that with food too like when you discover like a new recipe or something yeah. yeah yeah until you're like so sick of it you're like i can't i can't eat this anymore which doesn't really happen to me very often
1: does it happen with clothes like I think it's not that you get sick of it it's just like something new comes along
0: yeah exactly yeah Yeah. it's the newness factor yeah um okay fuck no Uh, the mm. lack of sleep I'm gonna get this weekend (laughs) (laughs) but there's a fuck yes to that too
1: yeah 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 Brandon asked okay so like they're getting their puppy this weekend and Brandon was like how's Sarah feeling? Like it's happening right away, isn't it? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And he's like, what have you told her? I was like, I'm trying to be as honest as possible without being a total stick in the mud. Yeah. (laughs) No, trust me. I know we're prepared.
0: That's why we wanted to get her on a Friday too. So we have at least a weekend to like, you know, yeah, (laughs) nap and yeah, try to get into some routine.
1: Yeah, it's like Uh-oh. when you have a new. Well, I don't know. This is what I've <laughs> I've heard, but it's like when you have a newborn, you like try and nap when they're napping.
0: Yeah, puppies nap a lot, so oh. <laughs> my puppy's gonna nap a lot. Oh, the okay. doorbell just rang.
1: Oh, you're your now my built here. bars
0: are here. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yes.
1: <laughs> okay, well we have to go now because I gotta wrap it, it up. Need the built bars,
0: cherry barcia
1: Oh, the best the best fuck yes for me
0: okay well we hope you enjoyed that episode yeah cheers
1: uh, to that cheers cheers
0: cheers, cheers. cheers. coffee <laughs> cheers Talk to you and we will not be here next week right no. no podcast next week so um you know if you haven't listened to all of them just go back and listen to some other ones
1: yeah or for god's sakes Give us Endless something to talk about. This I say this every time, and I think I've had like one person.
0: I don't think I've had any. Oh, well, so. there you go. Yeah, that's a fuck no. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, y'all.
0: We will see you all. We still love you. We'll see yeah. you all in a few weeks. Okay. Catch you on the flippity flip. Bye. Bye.